Hi, this is Trish Williams. Thank you for joining us again on Realty Check. We are in part six of our seven part series on financing. All the different types of financing that you can use to buy a home, different types of mortgages, all different types of products that are out there for home buyers that are looking to purchase homes. Um, we are also going to be adding a bonus episode. So this is actually, I've been talking about a seven part series. It's going to be an eight part series because we are adding on an additional episode on week eight that's going to cover everything that we didn't cover in this series. And that's going to be non-QM loans, which is things that are out, out of the box. Um, so that keep, stay posted and keep, stay tuned, I'm sorry, uh, for that show to be coming on our bonus episode in week eight. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about 203k financing. Now, Vegas has definitely had a lot of changes over this last year, over this last couple years. And in our home, in our, in our housing market and with buyers, we're starting to see buyers not wanting a traditional home or sometimes not a, tur a turnkey home. Could be prices, could be because there's low inventory. And there's a lot happening, a lot of remodels going on and a lot of people are wanting to purchase a home and remodel that home and make it their own. So with that being said, we have Sean Stackhouse good. with Aldera's Mortgage. Good, uh, good morning. How are you doing today? Good, thank you for joining us, Sean. I'm really happy to be here. This is great. I think uh, this podcast is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, Sean, you're going to be telling us on about how 203K financing works, right? Yes. Yeah. I'll do my best. <laughs> okay. Great. So, let's start off with the beginning. What is 203K financing? So, a 203K, that is an FHA product that is used primarily for properties that are maybe a little distressed or don't quite fit all your needs right away. Or maybe there's a couple things that need to be fixed. Or maybe, say, the house is outdated and you want to do some updates. Right. Um, the one thing that you can do is qualify for an FHA loan, go out shopping for properties, and then say you can't find anything that fits just within the box. Well, there might be some properties outside the box that have, you know, like I said, a couple things that need to be fixed. Well, you don't have to do any additional qualification for a 203K. Oh. The, the, it's very, very simple, actually. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. So let me get this straight. Um, you. FHA loans, so what everybody's understanding of FHA loans is strict criteria for financing. You know, it definitely has to have a lot of things um, about it or FHA won't finance on it. Um, it has to be all up to code, has to, you know, have all the windows, all the doors, has to have all the flooring. You know, there's a lot of things that FHA has as requirements. So with a 203K loan, those requirements are able to be accepted as long as they're going to be repaired. So that's a good question because okay. if there are any real major structural defects with the property, you can't really go in and, and like say fix the foundation right. or, or anything really you know substantial like that. I mean, there are two separate kinds of 203Ks. There's a full 203K and a streamlined 203K. The most oh. common is the streamline. Okay. Now the streamline allows for repairs up to $35,000. Anything over 35,000, you're looking at a full. Now, on a full, you can actually demolish the property, completely rebuild it. Oh my goodness, really? <laughs> yeah, the only thing that has to actually remain is a portion of the original foundation. 
So there's a ton of things you can actually do. You can rebuild a house with mm -hmm. an FHA loan. That is that's right. amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's uh, so, so yes, I didn't even know that that existed. And what I'm seeing, I, I don't know if you've been to like the downtown area of Las Vegas lately. Mm -hmm. um, so that area that was like behind the, the Boulevard Mall area yeah. and by the downtown arts district. Mm -hmm. That area has some big changes happening right now. Mm -hmm. um, all of those homes, and these homes, I mean, they're, they're adorable homes, but over the years, they got really ran down, and the neighborhood started looking a little run down. And lately, there's been a lot of people purchasing these homes, completely renovating them, mm -hmm. and they have this like mid-century modern look to them. They're, they're gorgeous, and there's a lot of changes happening there. I feel like this would be the perfect product for people that are looking to purchase a home like that, that they want to completely update, redo, and the homes have great lots. They have, you know, it's, it's definitely an adorable community, no association. Right. And I feel like that is part of, um, I guess, our influence from other states uh -huh. that are coming in. We obviously, we have a lot of buyers coming in from California or any of our surrounding states where they're not so much interested in the cookie cutter track homes. You know, that's kind of been a, I don't know if it was just a Vegas thing. I only live in Vegas. I only know Vegas, but um, I feel like that might've been just a Vegas thing where other people are looking for homes with character, homes with that have a little more style to them. So I feel like this is something that would work well for them. Yeah, I think, and to that point, one of the greatest aspects or attributes of a 203K is that Oftentimes, when you buy, say, the purchase property, the, the property for let's hypothetically two hundred thousand dollars, and say you just do a streamline, and you do the repairs up to thirty-five thousand, well, you can do appliances, remodel the kitchen and the bathroom, and come out usually ahead in equity after what the loan amount is, right? So you buy the house for two hundred, do the repairs for thirty-five, you're in for say two thirty-five, two forty. But after all the appliances are updated and everything else is updated, well, maybe you're looking at 260 in the bank because of, of the repairs you made. So it instantly adds equity, which is awesome anyway. That is amazing. We, we love adding equity. So how much down payment, if you're doing, I, I know FHA is 3.5% down. Mm -hmm. So if a buyer's doing an FHA 203K loan and they're getting these renovations, they're getting the money pulled out and um, set aside, and we'll talk about how that works in a, in a few minutes too. But how much down payment do they have? It's the same down payment as a regular FHA loan, five or 3.5%. Okay, so if they, let's just use the 200,000, which I'm gonna warn you guys, these days you're probably never gonna find a house for 200,000. Not anymore. If you do, jump on it, because there, I, I haven't seen many out there lately. Um, but if they, but we're gonna use it to make numbers easy, we're gonna use 200,000 um, as, a, as a case scenario here. So if they were buying a home for $200,000, they are getting the streamline, $35,000 in upgrades or uh, renovations added to it. They're only going to pay three and a half or 3.5% of $235,000? Correct. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so and, and one thing that they also take into account is what the repaired value will be or, or the overall value after repairs, right? So okay. in the appraisal, that's what they're going to be looking at. Um, there are some additional fees that come along with doing a 203K. Um, there are a couple of inspection fees, uh, an increased title fee to protect the title in case the contractor for any reason puts any liens against title. Oh, yeah. Um, so they, you know, we're covering all the bases just in that's case. That's good, yeah. Um, 
and that's the only things that are coming to mind. I think. Oh, and I think a point and a half origination fee. Okay. Or, or it's a point and a half or three hundred and fifty dollars, whichever is higher. Oh, okay, so like a, that would be added to their closing costs, exactly. basically. Yeah. Okay, and then on that, is there a? I would assume there's probably two appraisals. Um, actually, yes, uh, they will do. Well, it depends. They, on the streamline, they usually only do one, where there's the appraisal at the final, uh, or they do an appraisal up front. Once the bid and everything is is submitted to the uh, underwriter and everything, then they order the appraisal and have it to. Uh, they give the bid to the appraiser, and then the appraiser considers all of those things into the value of the property, and then obviously they have an inspector go out and check the appraisal or the property after all the repairs are done. To verify that they Correct. did everything that they were supposed to do with right. it. And, yeah. and, and also depending on whether it's a streamline or a full and how much the repairs are. So if you go over 15000 then all the inspections need to be, or all the, I'm sorry, repairs need to be inspected okay. and, and verified essentially. If it's under 15000 then there's no reason to have them uh, inspected by an FHA certified inspector. Oh, okay. And when the appraiser goes out, obviously all of this, so just in summary, all of this transaction can be done during escrow, but the repairs don't get done until after closing, correct? So, well, yes. The way that that works is when you submit the file and say so you go out, find a property, make an offer, gets accepted, now you're now you're in contract, things are moving. The opportunity to get the bid and all of the additional things that go along with the bid, because for an FHA bid, most contractors aren't really used to putting everything together for that. So it's a little bit more detailed of a process than they're used to. Right. Um, so you'd probably want to find a contractor that's done this before yeah. to come out and give you your bids and your estimates, because those are pertinent and, and very important to have during this escrow period. Absolutely. And if you can't find one, then definitely have all the information you need with you to explain to the contractor what's going to be expected of them. Okay. <laughs> I think that, that'll go a long way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. And then all of this, these bids get put in, the contractor comes out, they give you bids for the work that you want to do. You lay out what you want to do. And this is all, how long is this? 30, 45 days? How, yeah. how long are we talking about? So the typical loan process would say, I would say 30 or 30 or 45 days. Now the repair process, it can, you have up to six months. So okay. you can have that take that long. Obviously, I don't think anybody wants it to take that long, yeah. but it can. Okay, um, but that's after closing, the yes. repair process. So from, from contract to close, where probably this is realistically going to be, be between around 45 days, yeah, I assume? Yeah, just conservatively. But I mean, 30 is usually what we go with, but okay. 45 just to be conservative. Yeah, most definitely, because I figure it would probably... This would be a case where you'd want to have a little bit longer due diligence because you want to be able to get all the people scheduled to come out. And we all know these days it's hard to find a contractor. <laughs> hey, if you're out there, I need your contact info because they are hard to find. Um, but that, you know, getting someone out there, getting someone to give you these bids is probably going to take a little more time than the traditional 10 day um, due diligence period. So yeah. I'm sure that would be important. Um, so contractor comes out. They give you your estimates, your bids. You have everything in hand. The appraiser, because the repairs are not done yet, the appraiser has to go out to the home with the bids from the contractor and review everything, even though they're not there yet, even though they can't see them yet, they appraise it based off of that information? Exactly, yeah. Okay. 
And then, of course, I assume if it doesn't appraise, that could be an issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they obviously don't want the, the property inflated or anything like that. So that, that's why they go to such great detail to have the bid done in a specific way so that the under or the FHA appraiser can basically just check off the boxes of everything he needs to verify, right? So right. they've got their list of what they need to do and that's why the bid has to come through the specific way. Um, and to that point, I don't believe that there's really many circumstances where there have been underappraised properties in these types of situations right. because of how, but again, I mean, we we do a lot of our due diligence, you know, you've worked with us. We do a lot up front to make sure that we try to mitigate as much of that as possible. So, right. No one likes surprises in escrow. I hate surprises right. in escrow. So let's get it all out of the way first. Absolutely. Um, I, and I, I feel like that's just basically, um, you know, it, it's common sense that a home that's in poor condition, once the upgrades and renovations are done, you put new flooring, new, you know, new countertops, remodel the kitchen, everything, of course, it's going to appraise higher. Yeah. So that shouldn't, I, I don't really foresee that, especially in this market being an issue. For so sure. that is a good thing. Now, I just want to clarify one more time on this. Sometimes on the MLS, um, which I know like general public doesn't know what we see on the MLS as realtors, but um, your realtor may tell you, or you may be talking to me even and, and say, well, this property is only eligible for cash financing. You can't get a loan on this property. That's not always true because if you were to do a 203K, there is a way of getting a loan on those, those cash only deals that would not qualify for traditional financing. Yeah, if it's a property where a situation is is maybe the property doesn't qualify for FHA because of the repairs that need to be made or right. there's something missing from the property, um, that is something that can be addressed with a 203K. Now, if it's a property that's like strictly used for commercial use or something like that that doesn't qualify well, for course. FHA, that's a different story. But, yeah. but if it's the repairs and the condition that are right. stopping it from qualifying, this would be an option. Definitely. Yes. And, and I, I feel like that's just not common knowledge, not to realtors, not to anybody, because that's why they put these as cash only, because they don't think any loan would be able to do anything with this property. Right. But there's options. So that's why, that's why I'm having this series, to let people know about all these options out there, because there's so much that is not commonly considered or thought of. And that, I'm going to put you in the hot seat for a second because I know no one ever likes to hear this word. What if there's mold? <laughs> That's a great question, actually. You can address mold abatement and um, there was one other thing that I was asbestos, looking into. Asbestos, thank asbestos, you, yes. Yeah. So you can actually address those. Oh, my, oh, okay, that's great. Because that, I mean, I, from a realtor standpoint, it's like a house has mold, it's done. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> done. Every Forget time. about it. <laughs> its value just dropped substantially. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a big deal. So knowing that that can be addressed through a 203K is yeah. amazing. Because I have, I've, I've seen some homes that had, you know, they had disclosed on the MLS that there was mold. And you look at these homes, and you're like, wow, it's such a great home, such great potential. But a lot of people just don't know what to do with that, you right. know, or how to do it. And you think abatement and, you know, taking care of that is, 
I mean, costly. Oh, yeah, just, for I sure. mean, dollar signs, and right? And it's a nightmare to think about, right? It's nobody, a nightmare Nobody to wants think. to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare to think about. You don't want to deal with it. You know, and you call these companies and they're like, yeah, thousands and thousands of dollars to fix that. <laughs> so having that, and, and I mean, there are some, some circumstances where it's just a tiny bit easily cut out and removed or, you know, whatever. I'm not a professional, so don't quote <laughs> me. But, <laughs> but, but there's some circumstances where it's grown and spread and that is when it gets scary. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Um, who can do the renovations? So I know there's a lot of DIYers out there that want to do them themselves, and I am assuming that's probably not okay. No. Thank okay. you for mentioning that. Um, it just needs to be a, a certified contractor. They just have to be a licensed contractor. Um, I would definitely suggest, as you mentioned before, trying to find someone that might have a little bit of experience in these types of situations. But yeah, a licensed contractor is all you need. Okay, great. And even though it's going to be done afterwards, the money for the repairs, what happens to that? It gets held Great in question. an escrow account? Exactly, yes. I was just going to mention that. So okay. the way that that works is when you go and do the initial closing process in 30, 45 days, the portion of the proceeds for the repairs gets put into an escrow account, and then it sits there, and the contractor gets paid 50% to start, and then the last 50% when they finish. Okay, great. So that um, they, they do draws basically from the escrow account and they have to show that they, they, they did the repairs right. and someone's going to verify it. You can't just say like, I did this and pay me because, um, you know, we all know too that there's some contractors out there that are not honest. Always, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or don't do things correctly or try to get the money and then you never hear from them again. So this would, being held in a neutral escrow account basically protects the buyer from that happening? Yes, exactly. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, so this can, we already talked about it, um, it can work for non-financeable homes. What about homes that are not, what if it's not a non-financeable home? What if it is a financeable home? There's nothing wrong with it. You can get a loan on the home anyways, a traditional loan, but you know, it's outdated. It still has the original cabinets, the original appliances, flooring or whatever, and you want to do updates to it, but it's not a fixer upper. It's just some, well, I guess it, you know, I mean, it's not a drastic fixer upper, right. but it's something that you just want an update. You just want to add more to it. You want to bring it up to date. You want to customize it or whatever. Does that, does 203K work for that? Great question. Absolutely. You, and that's also not very commonly known is you don't need to actually have anything that you need to repair or fix or, you know, there doesn't have to be any damage to the property. It can just be a normal house in a normal neighborhood that you think maybe, like you said, needs upgrades in the kitchen or the bathroom or you want different appliances or whatever the case may be there are certain things that you cannot do like you can't add a barbecue pit outside oh. um, or a faux bar or you know stuff a like pool? that you cannot do a pool either oh. right <laughs> no fun <laughs> yeah yeah okay. but yeah for the most part you can use it to just make the house nicer yeah okay and then i'm sure in that in that circumstance where you're just doing regular upgrades and renovations that it's not going to, you're not going to need to pull out as much money for that because you still, whatever you do has to appraise. Correct. And we all know that for upgrades, usually you don't get dollar for dollar right. on appraisals. Right. And that has to be taken into consideration, I assume, mm -hmm. because it does all, essentially all have to work out. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, 
Typically, this can be done in 45 days. If a buyer starts shopping, like say there's a buyer right now that's out there and they have an FHA approval, um, they're already approved for an FHA loan and they want to change into a 203k loan. They, you know, they just seen this home and they're like, oh my gosh, I want this. Can I do 203k? Do they have to start all over? No, 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 not at all. They're basically, the approval process is identical. The only difference would be the additional costs associated with doing a 203k. So you just want to make sure that you address that with your client, right? That me being the lender. Yes. And, and make sure that they're aware of all these things before they commit to it. But other than that, the approval process is identical. All you need to do is obviously account for any additional um, funds added to the loan to value, which would might potentially change the qualification of the loan. But apart from that, exact same simple process. Awesome. And so it's not any harder to qualify the credit score requirements, everything same, yeah. when they're working with you and they're applying for the mortgage. It's all the same, mm -hmm. nothing additional, no, no special, special things that they have to, to, to choose. And when it comes to renovations, so obviously we know that there's some things that would be mandatory code items, um, you know, things that are out of code, outdated or whatever, they're mandatory to get the loan for financing because FHA, Fannie Mae backs this loan and, and they, they have requirements, guidelines, yeah, correct? Correct. Um, when it comes to that, do does the FHA guideline or the 203K guidelines say what has to be done or can the buyer pick their own renovations? As far as you mean like what, can they pick what they're doing to the property? What they're doing to the property. So say that the buyer says, um, you know, I, I want, um, I, I don't want new flooring. I'm okay. And the carpet's like bad or, you know, not, not good. And the buyer says, I want to do the flooring myself. I'm, I don't want that rolled into the loan. I can handle that on a weekend yeah. project. Are the buyers allowed to pick what gets added into the renovation? I see what loan? you're saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no yeah they don't. There's no required number of repairs or a specific set of repairs that have to be done to be able to do a 203k. It can literally be anything on the approvable or approved repairs list. Okay. So if you say you wanted to fix the windows but not the floors, you want to do the floors next year. Mm -hmm. Totally acceptable. As long as it has floors. As, as long as it has floors. <laughs> yes. As long because as it doesn't no, have floors, there's yeah. an issue. The biggest yeah. thing with FHA on any appraisal is going to be health and safety, right? Yes. You know that. So anything that could cause any kind of health or safety concern is going to have to be addressed regardless, whether you're doing a 203K or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any Anything. I mean, I, I know it's basic requirements, like it has to have a stove. Right. Um, you have to have windows. Mm -hmm. And FHA is also very like sticklers on the windows being broken. Right. Yeah. They don't the like windows broken can't windows. be broken. If the <laughs> if the uh, smoke detectors aren't working, you'll hear about it. And if they turn on a sink and the faucet doesn't come on, you'll you'll have to get it fixed. You have to have a hot water heater. Exactly. Got to yep. have straps on that water heater. Absolutely. And you got to have um, uh, the fire door if it doesn't close automatically the yeah. then you'll have to get that fixed no holes those attic Anywhere. ladders oh my goodness right those attic ladders i love them they're great you just you know pull it down you can store stuff in your attic which apparently you're not supposed to but those attic ladders in your garage yes. are against code and they will make you seal those up if you're if you're getting an fha loan and good point thank you for mentioning that if there if there have ever been any repairs done to the property that aren't up to code or weren't permitted, those will have to be addressed as well. So for instance, if say you look at a property and it's got a patio in the back with an awning that was added 
by the current owner or an owner previous, and it was never actually permitted to be able to be there, mm -hmm. then you'll have to either take it down or get it permitted or, you know, just address it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, start it over. Yeah, some of them. I've seen some that were like DIY patios. Mm -hmm. and it's like, who? no one wants to stand under <laughs> <Right>. that one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they um, can. that goes back to safety issue. Mm. That can be a safety issue. Another thing which I think is um, I, I, I found interesting, um, FHA does not like chipped paint. Yeah. on your awnings, um, the outside of the awnings or the exterior of your house. If the wood is exposed on an FHA loan, which I'm sure these 203Ks, they'll make you re uh -huh. or make the seller repaint those because it could expose the, uh, the wood exposed could make it rot and they don't want anything deteriorating. Absolutely. Yep. That's another one that they're sticklers about. <laughs> yeah. So, so the criteria is a very good thing to keep in mind. So those renovations, they may make you do mm -hmm. um, with the 203K if those are issues that are there. Roof, I'm sure roof is yeah. going to be um, in another one that they're going to make sure is in good order. But anything else you can choose. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that, I mean, I already know the answer to this, but I'm sure the audience is all wondering because we're talking about a fixer-upper, right? <laughs> we're talking about buying a home, fixing it up, making it look amazing. Can you flip it? Uh, yes, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. With an FHA loan, like any other FHA loan, it has to be used to buy as your primary residence. Mm -hmm. So you're basically signing a document that agrees to you owning and living in that property for at least the next 24, 12 to 24 months. Now, yeah. obviously, circumstances change. Life happens. If you have to sell the house in six months, you're not going to be in trouble. Yeah. But uh, they definitely would notice if the property was bought and then sold within a couple of months. And, uh, you bought, know. renovated, yeah. sold for a lot higher price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So don't do it. You don't want to get in trouble for mortgage fraud out there. No, it's not fun. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in that courtroom. Um, so they, um, so it is owner occupants only. You Correct. can't buy this as an investment. You can't buy it as a flip. It's still an FHA loan with the FHA requirements of being an owner occupant home. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Now, another thing, and I don't, I, I don't know um, how this goes. I, I, I had forgot to ask you about this prior, but I know there's down payment assistance programs out there for FHA and everything like that. Those don't qualify for um, for the renovation loans, no. right? Yeah, they, there aren't any that I'm aware of in Nevada. There may be some in some different states that maybe particular states offer or something to that effect, but here in Nevada, there aren't any that I'm aware of that you can use with a 203K. Okay. Yeah. And that, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. really you're getting to do a renovation for only three and a half percent down. Right. I mean, if anybody has ever tried to tackle a renovation or tried to even, um, like bid one or get an idea of what it costs, it's they're, they're costly. It's a Absolutely. lot of money and it's usually cash because you got to pay the contractors. You got to buy the materials. You got to do all this stuff. Being able to roll that all in a loan with only three and a half percent down is an amazing asset. Absolutely, so yeah. I really wish I would have known about all this stuff before I bought my first home because <laughs> now I already have a home, so I can't do that anymore. But that is that it's such good things that that you don't know that are out there, um, and there's so many resources that are out there for people. So absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's tons and tons of resources. I mean, you can find stuff online doesn't necessarily mean it's always right. Please always keep that in mind. I get questions from people all the time that say, oh, I saw this online. And I'm like, that's from two years ago. And the guidelines have changed four times since then. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. definitely best to always call someone you trust, whether it's an agent who can put you in touch with a lender 
or with a lender that you've worked with, or obviously you can never, you can always call me. I'm happy to help whenever I can. Yep. So, uh, Sean, you take calls and questions? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure people will be calling you with this with <laughs> some questions about this. So, when they do want to call you, how do they, how do they reach you? Uh, the, best the best way, way is my cell phone. That number is 702-712-2586. Um, and I work at Alderis Mortgage. Uh, you can find us online, and we got a ton of great reviews. So, that's pretty much what we live by is our reputations. <laughs> yeah, and I, I did a deal with you recently and you were on top of it, efficient, everything went well, closed in time. I was uh, very happy, very happy with your service. So, um, so that's great. And if you guys have questions for me about the renovation loans, the FHA 203K, anything at all, call me 702-308-2878. My name's Trish Williams, Keller Williams Realty. And thank you so much, Sean, for being on the show today. I really appreciated having you here and sharing all your information with us. Super happy to be here. It was great. Yes, thank you. And stay tuned. We're still in the seven-part financing series. So this week was 203Ks. Next week, we're going to talk about buying investment homes. So stay tuned to, uh, to watch and see what we have coming up in the future episodes. And if you have missed any of our past episodes, go back, download them, share them with your friends, take a minute to write a review for us and tell us uh, what you want to hear. I want to know, definitely we're ending up this, uh, wrapping up this series in the next couple weeks. So I want to get some content about what you guys want to hear, what you need to know for our planning our next series coming up. So Keep watching, share it with your friends, send us a review, and thank you for joining us on Realty Check.